Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode seven of Redefining the Good Life. So I recently posted a poll inside our Facebook group. By the way, if you're not in there yet, you need to. It's called Redefining the Good Life Community. And what I was wondering was, for the folks in there, where they're, where they're at, at their, in their lives currently. So whether they feel like, okay, everything's fine, like I feel super aligned with where I want to go, or is it that I don't, I feel like there's more to it than this, but I am not totally sure what I want to do with my life. Or if, you know, they have an idea, but they feel a little stuck with the next step. And I also invited them to add anything they wanted to add, any options they wanted to add. And so I had a client of mine add this item. She said, I'm working on my dream project and it is hard, but I can do hard things. And then she added, as long as I eat a good breakfast. <laughs> I love this so much. I mean, this basically sums up exactly how I help my people. Now, you know, if you're waking up ready to go back to bed, if you're having to shoot, your, shoot yourself up on caffeine just to function, just to get through the day, you're on the shortest of fuse because you are just so on edge all the time. Well, then all the best mindset work and manifesting and what have you, it's not going to get you that far, okay? So what I want to suggest is we can think big, we can dream bold dreams and start taking steps in that direction. But for most people, when they think about doing this, they think, you know, we need to burn the candle at both ends, we eventually burn ourselves out. And yet, I'm offering an alternative, what I'm offering is you can do all of that while taking better care of yourself than you have all your life. And so this is why I'm inviting you to build your toolbox, if you will. Like you learn how to fill your own cup first, because if you're not doing that, guess what? You're going to run out of fuel sooner or later, and it's not going to be pretty. And if you do it in the way I'm teaching you, your dreams will be so much more sustainable over the long term. They will truly fulfill you. So I was really so excited to see her add that. And then I saw a bunch of my other clients kind of tick that box as well. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is how we do it. And so this brings me to today's topic, which, you know, we might call it another one in my series of building your toolbox. Now, First, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go back to episode five, which is where I talk all about my magic, you know, secret weapon, which is a good breakfast, a good real food breakfast to start your day. That is really one of the number one tools in my toolbox. 
And today, I will say it's almost like, you know, they go hand in hand, another really big one, a really important one for you. Today, we're going to talk all about sleep. Yes, which is that other super duper important tool that you're going to have. Because my friends, it needs to be said, good quality sleep is non-negotiable. In fact, it may be even more important than food. And yet, of course, in our modern world, you know, it once again fails us here, which is not surprising because, you know, we live in a time where busyness is so fetishized. We're so obsessed with productivity. Like we have to prove our own worth with how much we get done. Um, Now, as you know, I used to live in the US. Now I live in France. I do think there are some cultural differences here. I do like I do experience this a little more differently in France. Like this is definitely a place where it doesn't feel traditional to worship work and running around like a headless chicken, you know, just, you know, enjoying like a cafe on a on a terrace on a sunny <laughs> fall day is something most Parisians, most French people will thoroughly enjoy. There is no such, you know, you know that it, it, at least in the English speaking world you have that guilt associated with taking any time off. And here you have none of that, which is very refreshing. Like taking time off, chilling out, just doing nothing is definitely prized here. So that's definitely a plus. But that being said, you know, especially when you live in a big city like Paris, um, it's definitely like running around like a headless chicken is definitely the daily reality for many, many people and also many, many children. Um, I remember like some friends, we'd have to book them weeks or months in advance Um, if we wanted to see them. And also working hours in the private sector, I thought were definitely comparable to when I lived in New York City. Um, So again, like even if it's not, you know, even the cultures are slightly different, the idea like us being super busy, running around like crazy is definitely something that's universal, I think, in the developed world. And And I think even in a lot of the developing world too, unfortunately. And so for many of us in today's world, sleep really takes the brunt of all of this. I know that it gets, for many of us, it's super tempting after a long day, you're exhausted, like you feel like you can finally relax, have that glass of wine, chill out in front of Netflix or get lost in your newsfeed. And the thing, the problem there is that it's really a false friend. And if really, if there is one thing, one very powerful thing you can do for your health and wellness and also immunity, which is definitely relevant these days, it's going to bed. Now, the other way in which we have made sleep difficult in today's world is that we virtually obliterated nighttime. You know, when you live in cities, especially, or in, you know, more crowded places, there is no sky, like you can't see the nighttime sky anymore. There is lighting everywhere. You know, if you, you know, when I lived in Paris, especially this was very jarring. You don't see the night sky, it's lights. If you take the subway, you know, at night, it's completely bright. Everything's bright. And and also like in our homes, in our indoor environments, since we've had the electric bulb and television, and nowadays it's even worse, you know, we have these blue light emanating devices everywhere, Right. But here's what I want to say to you. Deep restorative sleep is essential for our bodies. 
you know, we tend to think of it in our day as being dead time or being a loss of time, waste of time, but nothing can be farther from the truth. Now, I want to point out to you that just one night of bad sleep, I'm not even talking about pulling an all-nighter, like a bad sleep, going to bed too late, having too little, maybe even an hour or two less sleep than usual, it lowers your immunity It can mess with blood sugar so that you're more likely to get cravings and put on weight. And it will really mess with hormones because our hormones are intricately linked with good sleep and also really good circadian rhythms, which I'm going to talk about a little later. And sleep is also essential for mental health. So for mental clarity and memory, learning, emotional stability, All of those things get compromised when we don't sleep well. And so I mentioned circadian rhythms. Now, what those mean is that basically all living organisms and all the cells in our bodies organize themselves around the 24-hour cycle. And how do they know this? Like, because they don't have a watch, right? Um, They base themselves on the natural light and um, darkness cycles of the day. Now, again, let's go back to evolution, my favorite topic. Think about how we evolved and how we lived for millions of years, which is, you know, at night, you like when the sun goes down and it gets dark, you might have the moonlight some nights and you might have campfire and later maybe you had candles, but that was it. And we lived much more in harmony with nature, with, like I said, the those cycles of night and day, and also the seasonal changes. And But in our modern life, none of that matters. Like, we don't have to respect those rhythms anymore, because you can just turn the lights on and continue with your life like nothing happened. But all of that is actually taking its toll. When those circadian rhythms that I just described, when those get disrupted, especially our hormones get really messed up. Now, many of our hormones actually follow that rhythm, that natural rhythm of um, light and darkness. For example, a really good example is the hormone cortisol, which you may have heard of being referred to as the stress hormone. Cortisol follows this rhythm. It is supposed to be um, naturally high in the morning, Okay, that's when we're actually waking up. That's when we have to be the most alert. And then it gradually tapers off during the day. And it's supposed to really, you know, go down a lot in the evening. And and then we have another hormone, right? Melatonin that takes over and that gets us ready for a good night's sleep. But the problem is with all of the electric light and the screens and the blue light that's coming from these devices our circadian rhythms are being completely disrupted. So this whole process is getting disrupted. So what happens is that when you're looking at that, um, when you're looking at the screen or when you're even just a lot of like bright lights, your brain is totally confused. It thinks, oh, like, you know, after the sun sets, like I said, this hormonal process is supposed to happen, except that when you're still getting light in your retina, and it's not just your retina, actually, I, I, I'm i told that even cells, like even on our skin have receptors for the light. So we're actually getting these signals from the outside world as if the sun hasn't gone down yet. And so your body is a little confused and like, 
it's actually, you know, kind of messing with which hormones come into play at what time. And again, when this is disrupted, this has huge consequences. This will disrupt your sleep and it will affect all those things that I just mentioned that are very major, you know, you know, major contributors to, to good health. So what is there to do? There is lots we can do, okay? I would say the biggest one, as you might guess, is just go to bed. Go to bed early. Heed your body's needs. Go to bed early so that not only are you getting at least eight hours of sleep a night, you're also, it's now when it comes to sleep, this is something I have to mention, it is not just um, a question of sheer quantity, it is also a question of quality. What I mean by that is when you go to bed matters. So for example, if you go to bed, you know, if you sleep from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., that is, you know, or, or let's say if you if you go, to, if you sleep from 12 to 8, it's not the same quality sleep as if, as when you go to bed at 10 and wake up at 6. Because again, those rhythms, our bodies even though we like to forget this, we are natural organisms. We are part of nature. And so we have these rhythms that we need to respect. So for me, for example, I personally try to be in bed by 10 um, at the latest 11, especially if I'm out on, well, if I'm out and about, sometimes there's nothing to do, but um, but um, as much as I can, I go, I go to bed as like, as um, early before midnight as possible. And of course, this changes with the seasons, right? At night, I mean, in the summer, you know, we're going to be going to bed much later, the sun goes down much later. And then as the days get shorter, it becomes a little more, a little cozier even to, you know, start having those longer evenings and going to bed earlier too. And so, like I was saying, when you go to bed really matters because the deep sleep that you get between, I would say roughly like 11 p.m. and 3 a.m., 2 or 3 a.m. is the most restorative and healing for your body. So it is really crucial to make sure that you are asleep during that time. And so one of the most important things you can do is to develop a good sleep hygiene. So what does that mean? Those blue lights I spoke about, we really should be minimizing those. Again, like I said, what that does, like when you're looking at your phone um, before you go to bed, is that your brain is getting a signal like as if it's still daylight, right? And it's tamping down melatonin and whatever else is going on in your body. Now, this is also important for kids as well. So for myself, what I do is, first of all, I have my, I have my orange goggles. I just put those on after sunset. Um, I'm just ordering some for my family as well. And I think I mentioned this in another um, episode about, you know, getting red Christmas lights, because I think, you know, in the middle of the night, if we have to get up, that is, you know, that is not jarring. And that is not really shocking to our eyes and our bodies. Um, also, I put Flux, this um, little software called Flux on my computer. And what that does is turn the screen to an amber hue after sunset. And it's just automatic. You don't have to do anything about it. You just install it and it goes. Um, and the other thing I do is on my phone, I have an iPhone and you can. there's a hack where you press the button three times and it turns into, it turns the screen um, red. So that's super convenient because, you know, I do like to listen to my podcasts in the middle of the night sometimes. Um, and so, you know, for that sort of thing, it's really useful. 
The other thing is, I'm going to say actually at the other end of your sleep, when you wake up in the morning, make sure that you're getting morning light. Again, this is to entrain those circadian rhythms. Now, we have to signal to our brains at that time that it's time to wake up. And I assure you, even on a cloudy day, the light you're going to have outside is much brighter than indoor lighting. So I would really recommend, you know, you can open the windows or you can take a walk outside. Just make sure you're getting plentiful morning sun, morning light in your eyes. And like I said, um, make sure that you're getting at least eight hours of sleep. And I think, you know, some people could even do with more, definitely not less. And if you also have issues staying asleep at night, if you don't actually have really great quality deep sleep, then I would say go back to episode five and start having a good breakfast, because that could be a sign that you're experiencing some issues with your blood sugar and having a good breakfast and setting yourself up right for the day with the right fuel might be really powerful. So definitely go back to that and make sure that, you know, you sleep in a dark and cool room. And, um, and yeah, that is basically what's going to assure that you have good sleep hygiene, that you're really doing everything you can to get that deep restorative sleep. Okay. Now, I can hear your brain object, (laughs) but the evening, that's the only time I have for myself. Yes, I get it. I get it, especially if you're a parent, but not always. Um, You feel like finally you have quiet time, finally you have some time to yourself or time to spend with your partner, and really going to bed early is like the last thing you want to do. You don't want to switch off. You might feel like, oh my God, I haven't gotten everything I wanted to get done today. I'm not even going to feel productive if I don't get this done. And, you know, I get it. We all struggle with that. But let's take a look at what happens when you do that. When you force yourself to stay awake in the evening and maybe you catch that second wave. Think about it. You're bringing up your cortisol, that that stress hormone, up when it shouldn't be up. You're basically pushing against your biology. And what that's doing is it's really wearing you down over the years. And you don't even have to look at it in the long term, even in the short term, you also don't feel great during the day, right? But what you end up doing is you compensate with way too many cups of coffee and accept that, you know, you are getting slowly but surely deeply exhausted. But if you do go to bed early enough, you might be able to wake up before everyone else and actually get some quiet time to yourself in the morning. And I have to tell you, that quiet time in the morning is my favorite time of the day. And it's also such a better time to be awake because you're not swimming against the tide of your body. You know, everything in this podcast that I've been telling you so far is about aligning our lifestyle with our biology. So actually waking up early and being more productive in the morning when we're naturally more alert is actually the natural way of things, okay? You know, think about it. Being a night owl isn't really a thing. Think about it. Again, evolution, you know, imagine a world without electricity. It just doesn't make sense that so many of us would be night owls, right? I mean, perhaps genetically a few people, okay, I'm willing to believe that, but I definitely don't buy as many people Um, uh, as today, who claim themselves to be night owls, really, truly are. I think that what you will, you might be really surprised to find out if you just 
try what I'm saying is, yeah, like you're going to be more aligned and you're going to be much more, um, you will find it more natural to do the things you want to do when you do them in the right order. So just think about it this way. You are just so much more, so you are just so much more resilient when you've gotten enough sleep at the right time. So this will help you also with your stress management, right? Emotionally, we will be so much more um, stable. I mean, I definitely feel this for me. Like if I don't get enough sleep, uh-uh, mama's not in a good mood. It's just so much harder. The, the day feels so much more overwhelming. It feels so much easier, accessible to be anxious and overwhelmed and have depressing thoughts when I haven't gotten enough sleep. It's so, so, so crucial. And here's the other thing having good quality sleep on a regular basis will do for you. You might realize that aging more gracefully is possible because think about the compound interest of that. It adds up over the years and over the decades. Like your future self will totally thank you. But again, you don't even have to go that far into the future. You will just feel better already starting today. So I want you to think about it that way. Like as like when you think about yourself, I know we like to think of ourselves as special snowflakes. Yes, we are all beautifully unique as human beings. However, also by virtue of being human beings, we are part of nature and we do have some basic physiological needs. So your preferences will not change that reality. And as much as you try to deny that reality, it will be so much harder for you to be in good health and to feel vibrant. And I assure you, your energy will be way different when you, again, when you stop going against the tide and really align yourself with your biological needs. Again, think about back in the day. Think about what the evening must have been like. Maybe people didn't go to sleep right at sundown, right? But we can imagine, you know, those evenings around the campfire, having those, you know, conversations, just being more relaxed. You know, I'm thinking even when you're watching something on Netflix, you're getting like so riled up, you're getting so excited, you're getting so stimulated. And even that, even if it's something that you really enjoy watching, it could be, a, 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 you know, an undue stress on your body. And I'm not going to get into that today, but even that glass of wine, mm -mm, false friend, totally false friend. Okay. So here's what I want to suggest to you. It is never too late to learn how to take good care of yourself. In fact, today, at 45, I definitely have much more energy with two young boys than I ever did in my 20s. And that almost goes against everything we know, right? But remember, again, in today's world, we have lost our way so much that we go through most of our lives not really knowing our own user manual. But when you start understanding that better and start really taking deep care of yourself, you'd be surprised at your capacity to feel good in your body. And that is no matter what age you are, okay? And this is where it starts, my friends. A good real food breakfast and proper deep sleep on a regular basis. All right, that's all I have for you today. Until next time. Hey, 
Come join us in our private Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life, where we continue the conversation about just what it means to have a meaningful life today. See you there.